Rockies 102.9. The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew exhilarates and quenches with its one-of-a-kind great taste. Mountain Dew, this is how we do. Morning, Gary. Good morning, how are you? I'm great. Okay, that's good. I'm. Uh, you got to go to bed before the end of the game, right? I went to bed before the end of the game. Yeah, I sure did. But you know, I know what happened since. But I'm still fascinated by Woodstock '50. Oh, it yeah. was off. That's a case study, and you know, in what can go wrong. So they had a bank account with investor money in it, and uh, it was full of what. $49 million or something like that? Give or take. Yeah, basically basically what happened. Well, you think you could have a concert with $49 million bucks laying there? No. You could. Bands are expensive now, though. <laughs> All right. What, who, would the he- who was the headliner? Then, well, then it was canceled, and uh, the, the Japanese financier Dentsu took $18 million out of their dollars. Right. And then... So we're down to $31 million. But they've been ordered to, what, put it back? Well, no, they've been ordered. They they were ordered. Dentsu, not only did they take the money out, they announced that Woodstock 50 was canceled. A judge has ruled you can't cancel the show. You can take your money away. You can't cancel the show. The initial judgment did not give Woodstock 50 the $18 million back, but they've appealed uh, for that. In the meantime, they say that they have secured funding. Well, Woodstock 50 says they've secured funding from Oppenheimer and Company. Which, although they're said that they will act as an advisor to complete the financing for the festival, in other words, Oppenheimer is not reaching into its pocket for all that money. But they're going to tell Woodstock 50 where they can go to they're get help other people's money. Get it. Not so, ours. So how much else? So, so how much? Far, so far, tickets not on sale. Um, I've talked to some of the artists or their camps, like John Fogarty and some of the others, just kind of like you know. Santana, you know, what are you thinking? And everybody's in a wait-and-see attitude. You know, they have the dates reserved. So, you know, and they have a little bit of money in their pockets already from this. So it's just a matter of can they get can they get the money to put it on? Live Nation said no. AEG said no. You know, all the usual suspects. So how much money do they have right now? You know, nobody's clear on that. They don't have to tell us, and so nobody's quite clear what they have. Meanwhile, they've... Uh, fumbled away a whole month of repairing because oh, yeah. April 29th well, was... Uh, that's, that's the problem is, you know, you can't people want to... I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have already made their hotel reservations mm-hmm. and things like that, anticipating going to the show, but, you know, you got to tell people are you having a show or not. What are the dates on Woodstock 50? Because the original what? dates were August 15, August. 16, 17. I think, isn't it 16 through 18? It's whatever. Okay. The, Whatever the Friday through. Okay. Well, yeah, Dentsu canceled August 16th through 18th when yeah, they canceled what they couldn't cancel. <laughs> By court order. Yeah. So, they couldn't cancel. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it just remains. And now we're in a wait and see. You know, can, can, they, can they get the money they need? Uh, they have filed an appeal about that $18 million from Dentsu saying, you know, saying that they, Woodstock 50 should be able to keep that money. But, you know, so far, you know, that that's an appeals court, so who knows how long that'll go on. Well, they're going to need it pretty quick. Yeah, August is going to be here before oh, you yeah. know it. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely in, you know, they're, they're in dire straits here. I only know this because I watched a thing on Woodstock just yesterday. 
Uh, what did the original tickets go for? Do you do you know? Wasn't a three day ticket like seventeen bucks? You are off by one dollar. I'll give you 18? that eighteen dollars. It was six bucks a day, and you had to buy all three tickets. Right. Well, so. no, they had a deal for so I think it was more like seven a day, and because there was a deal to, to buy all three. Oh, okay. So okay to buy three days. Yeah. Um. And then when it just turned out that uh, well, they were supposed to sell fifty thousand tickets. They sold a hundred thousand right off the bat because they needed the money. Um, so they were over already, and then who yeah. knows, then a half a million people showed up, and they said, well, just let them in. And they got in They got in for free. And some people who did, there was a class action suit at the time, and some people did get their money back if they paid for a ticket. And there were a lot of people who bought tickets who weren't able to get to the site. Right, because there was a traffic backup traffic, traffic for jam. 30 yeah, miles. There, were, there so, were buses, you know, they put together bus packages from New York, from Manhattan. And those were never able to leave because they couldn't get to the site. So the original was a disaster, but uh, it, it, was a glory, it was a glorious disaster. And so they're going to repeat that again for the 50th anniversary. As, it won't be as disastrous like that. Well, a different kind of disaster. So but it this is, is a different kind of disaster. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll just, we'll just have to keep our eyes on you know on it and see what happens. Yeah, I, I think this. <laughs> They've captured the spirit of Woodstock perfectly. It's, yeah, it's a rolling but the, disaster. Everything but the rain, and we still have time for that. Yeah. yeah. So far, they've avoided the mud, and that's about uh, it. What's going on with Aretha Franklin's estate? Uh, who knows? <laughs> you uh, use the word shenanigans, and making me think that they're trying to hide things or pull something well, no, off on somebody. What happened is this week, uh, news came that they had discovered three handwritten wills oh, in her house. <laughs> One. One under some sofa cushions, and two that were in a locked cabinet or at her house. You know, everybody thought she didn't leave a will. Well, apparently, these wills were sitting around her house. They've now been submitted to the courts, and there's a hearing on June 12th. They'll have to, you know, of course, handwriting experts will be brought in to say, is this Aretha's writing or not? Uh, apparently, you, you know, as long as it's established that this was her writing, you know, that she actually did these wills, they will stand. Are they dated? Uh, they are dated. And so, you know, then, then it'll be the whole argument, okay, of which will is the right one. And, you know, this will drag out for quite some time. And she didn't talk to anyone about this or apparently say, not. hey, use the one under the couch or... Apparently not. The because if you're preparing, you know, to die and you might have some decisions to make and you might... You know, get out a legal pad and scrawl something down and have a look at it and go, eh, I don't know. What else can I come up with? You right. get out another legal pad and you do that and you go, and you're looking back and forth between them and saying, eh, I don't know. Right. You're, applying, you're applying reason and rational yes. thought to, yeah. a, to a case where there isn't any. You've dealt with Aretha you know, for a long time, so does any of this surprise you? Does it sound none about at, right? None at all. Okay, none, none at all. In fact, I've been surprised it hasn't been messier. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's not not over yet, Gary. And it, and it isn't. No, so, yeah. you know, it's we may not be done here. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham back yeah, on back, stage, kind of, kind of, sort of. Uh, he showed made his first performance since he had heart surgery. Um, this was at his daughter's school over the uh, last weekend. They, you know, the I guess the little choir there sang uh, "Landslide" the Fleetwood Mac song, and Lindsey showed up with his guitar and accompanied them. Is that a big deal, or is it just? Lin, you know, it's a news. It's you know, well, a little bit of a news blip. It's like, oh, okay, Lindsay's out of the hospital. He's recovering. 
you know, he's he's well enough to show up at his kids' concerts. So. How, do you, how do you suppose it goes over at the school? It's like, well, hey, just somebody's dad is going to play the guitar. It's or... kind of like if Bill Belichick had a heart attack, and the first time you saw him again, he was coaching his kid's soccer team. Something like that. Right? <laughs> Something like that. That's actually a very good analogy. You know, Lindsay did not sing. Apparently, the surgery did do damage to his vocal cords. And so, we're, you know, nobody knows what that's going to mean moving right. forward. Well, he's up and moving around anyway. So he's out there, but he but came out and played. That's nice. It was a nice dad moment. As long as we're in the health uh, category, Scary Spice, Blind? Oh, yeah, yeah, your friend, uh, your friend, uh, friend Jerry or uh, Scary, you know, she, yeah, she's only seeing out of, out of one eye now. Uh, this is an interesting case. She's been wearing an eye patch. Uh, she apparently has gone temp- temporarily blind after a herpes infection. Well, the don't they call that shingles when you, when they, it's on your eyes? They don't call it. I mean, it's all all well, the, under the herpes umbrella. But all, I thought, yeah, it's all it's all viral. Uh, apparently, it'll take it three or four months to get over it. But she's rehearsing, and she's going to be part of these shows next month. You know, in in the UK. So but it's not, temporary. Not going to let her keep her from the stage. But okay. Gary Spice will look just a little bit scarier. I think we should tone it down and make it more family friendly. You don't call chicken pox. Body herpes. <laughs> yeah. We'll put you. We're going to put you in charge of this. Okay. Yeah. Softening it up. Re- rewrite the terminology. Am I really going to live in a world where David Lee Roth has got residency in uh, Las Vegas? You might. I mean, that's you know, news that came out this week was kind of a cryptic uh, interview that he did. Was that he's thinking about doing something in Vegas? You know, he hasn't been seen on stage since October fourth of two thousand fifteen the last uh, time Van Halen played, but now he's, with no, without any official word from Roth or a venue in Vegas, he's looking at doing a, a residency in, in Las Vegas. At, at his prime, this would have made a lot of sense. Um, the fact that he can't sing anymore, at least the last time I saw him, I think makes it dubious, but he's certainly that song and dance kind of guy. I think he he would probably put on a, a, a fun, sticky Vegas show. Is he doing this because uh, he just wants something to do, or is he needed to pay the rent? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what his financial situation is, but I think all these guys are kind of used to making money from what they do as performers. Right. So that's part of it, and I think he wants to work. Where are we talking about? Where? Yeah. They're not saying that. Actually, there is no... That's. There is no part of that, but I could I could see him in any number of places. Is this, this, so is this a real offer, or is he just he, imagining he that he can this kind of offhanded comment in an interview he was doing, and you know, and everybody's running with it. But I, it's you know, it's certainly plausible. I don't see him at uh, Caesars or MGM. He seems more like he might be off the strip over at Ellis Island or something uh, like that. You know. Or, you know, any one of these. You know, I could see him at the Hard Rock. I could see him at the Dunes, you know, whatever. You know, it's almost like he should be on the old strip. Right, downtown at the Nugget or something like, like that. Something like that. But, you know, who knows? Every Everybody and their mother in Vegas is looking for these kind of shows, you know, bringing in artists like this to do residencies. Don't they need to replace uh, Donnie and Marie? I mean, they uh, they left their gig they're at... Kind uh, of long, they're kind of long gone at this point. Yeah. Um, I think they need to replace Elton. You know, he's he's packing it in, and Celine Dion's packing it in. Speaking of Elton, his movie comes out uh, when? This coming week? out a week from today. Yeah, and We'll right. talk more about that next week, but I saw it, and uh, it's wonderful. Really? It's, 
it's really good. And yes, it is as factually inaccurate as Bohemian Rhapsody was, but they treat it like that and they acknowledge it right up front. I mean, this is much more of a fantastical song and dance movie rather than a straightforward biopic. Okay. They're trying to they're trying to portray the essence of Elton mm. as opposed to his real life story. And, and what that, you'll you'll know when they depart from the Oh yeah, when cruise? you see him playing Crocodile Rock at his first gig in LA and at the Roxy. And if you really know Elton when you see him playing with a guitar player when in fact he did that gig with a trio. Uh you know, stuff like that, but well, there's a lot of people that don't know. Just well, right, and they, a lot yeah, of people don't like, know the real like, story of the space program. Think the, the, the monsters <laughs> killed the astronauts on Apollo 18. <laughs> they were eaten by no. moon monsters. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, and Taron Taron Edgerton's just amazing. He's uh, as Elton this John. Is, this is an Oscar performance. Wow, really? Again, Freddie yeah. Mercury last year well, and Elton John this year. That was that won the Oscar, but it wasn't an Oscar performance. Not in your opinion. Right, which right. is all that counts. You just can't get behind that movie, can you? No. I, no. It, no. no. <laughs> Sean Cassidy, back to work. Yeah, how's that? You know, and, uh, you know, things you, uh, things you wouldn't necessarily expect to see. Uh, Sean Cassidy uh, apparently, you know, got up again on stage uh, over the weekend. Um, and I'll get you more of the, more of the details, but this, is, this was his first... Uh, First show in nearly 40 years. Um, this was in, I think it's pronounced Buellton, California. And uh, so this is tickets were sold, people lined up, bought oh, them. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a first. He's doing, um, you know, six shows apparently as part of a comeback tour. And yeah, I played a bunch of the hits. He did. Do you believe in magic? Uh, you know, by the Love and Spoonful. He played I'll Meet You Halfway, which is a Partridge Family song. It's his brother's and, tune. That was a tribute to uh, David. Uh, Cassidy, and uh, you know, no word on if he's going to record. You know, he's involved in TV more now. He's part of. He's a consulting producer on New Amsterdam on NBC. Right. But it's he's, like, uh, you know, so we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him if this go. If this is well received, then maybe he'll go well. You know, or he'll go out on tour, and you know, go go play for those who remember him. All right. This is a clash of uh, of cultures here. Let's say I. Get Kurt Cobain's sweater, which was up for auction, right? Right. Now, I don't want to have armpit stains in it, so I'm wearing Kurt Cobain's sweater, but people are with going... An un- with an undershirt. Yeah, but they say you smell like Justin Bieber because <laughs> he's got a deodorant he's coming out. He's got a deodorant out. out. That's well done, putting those two together. Thank you. So, uh, Kurt Cobain, a uh, sweater that he wore in Nirvana's last photo shoot was auctioned off for $75,000, and also a paper plate with some pizza grease. <laughs> That was his, sold for $23,000. Excellent. <laughs> Not interested, but somebody was, and, so. Yeah, and to give you some perspective, Bob Dylan's handwritten and signed lyrics for Blowing in the Wind sold for $70,000, so less than the sweater, but more than the same pizza. <laughs> well. Which we like. Meanwhile, Justin Bieber, as you notice, is working with uh, Schmitz, which is a natural brand maker on a on a new deodorant brand called here and now and it'll be a vegan cruelty free with all plant infused ingredients so who knows what it's going to smell well, like so this will be like rubbing your armpits with, with herbs like, yeah, right I mean, from we, out of, you go out of the garden find some weeds all right yeah. yeah you know what i'm not doing i'm not buying any canadian products 
during this series with the with the Raptors. That's what uh, I'm not well, doing. No, you can't. And we shouldn't even have mentioned Justin Bieber, really. You're right. But, mm. you know, we're trying to be fair here. That is. I wouldn't be. Okay. All right. Forget it. Forget about no, they're that. They're not whole... playing Steve Miller. You, you shouldn't touch their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gary, we'll talk to you next week. All right. You guys have a great weekend. Gary Graff, our music expert.